It's the most wonderful time of the year. The British Touring Car Championship is back. Proper motorsport on our TV. No stupid qualifying formats. No cost cap drama. Just proper racing. No Red Bull. No Red Bull. With just a bit of electrical <laughs> power added. So the Touring Cars is back. We're all excited about it. Tom, Nick, welcome again. Hello. Looking forward to this weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't wait. There's been some scepticism online. And you look at the entry list and you go, well, it's subdued. But the more you think about it, the more you think, oh, yeah, no, nothing gets me more hyped. Yes, very much so. It's a great alternative to F1, isn't it? There's nothing better than when you've watched an absolutely turgid Spanish Grand Prix to flick over <laughs> to your ITV4 recorder and just watch some absolute chaos in the touring cars, just, just to cleanse your palate. Bit of race three action. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this year... There's uh, some really amazing driver and team talent, but like we've we'll go through some uh, notable omissions and not so many new high-profile drivers. But I saw a forum post that made me chuckle. Oh well, there's only five people who'll be in chance with the championship at the final round. I'm thinking, <laughs> only, yeah. oh yeah, only five. Exactly. <laughs> there's always only about five by the final round. Yeah. Like Formula One is already won already, but all right. Yeah, I'd all for them to be two in Formula One, <laughs> just still going for it. Just to be clear, we love Formula One and BTCC, but it's just a, a funny a contrast at the minute, that's all. Correct. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. We do enjoy your F1, and you'll see as we cover every single round of the Touring Cars and F1. Touring Cars is our main off, obviously. The world's only BTCC and F1 podcast. <laughs> I am not Prob- going to make that Probably. Claim. <laughs> I've made that claim. We're not even only Final Corner podcasts because Jets America started one up last year as well. Like, I started it first. I don't know how to trademark things, but I started it first. <laughs> first corner? Yeah, first corner. We can rebrand <laughs> it, I suppose. So this year, some big talking points, which Nick has handily summarised for us. Done all the prep this year. And some big omissions from the series, as Tom mentioned. Probably mm-hmm. we'll start with the biggest omission. Bit of a surprise just before the season launched that um, Gordon Shen's going to be off the grid because Team Dynamics can't get the funding together to run a 2023 car, which is a, a massive shame. Yeah, it's just, well, I would say unexpected, but the rumours were abound all throughout the pre-season. But yeah, I still didn't expect them to actually not turn up. Yeah, when you say rumours, this is unsubstantiated posts on forums, but they did mm-hmm. turn out to be correct this time around. Yes. There was no smoke without fire. Uh, Matt Neal was quoted, I think, in Autosport, or on autosport.com, of something along the lines of uh, the Halfords sponsorship fell through, which they've had for many, many years in various forms as a team, on and off. If you think back, they had it in like 2004, 5, 6 with the Integra, 7... Then it went away for several years, and then it came back after the Honda was still involved, but I think they paid back their involvement, and they got Halfords on board as well. Mm-hmm. And then, according to Matt Neal, they've had big changes at their company, board-level changes, and I suppose if the board is busy having new people, then the pesky motorsport sponsorship is a lower priority for the time being. So it might be that they come back next year, but for now, there's no Halfords representation on the grid. That means no T-Danics, no Gordon Shedden, and or Matt Neal, or wherever the car was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's a massive loss. First time since 2002. Which, can either of you remember what car that would have been? 
I can't. I haven't looked it up. I'd have, have a punt. Uh, I think got to be pre-Integra, hasn't it? It is, yeah. Um, probably pre-Honda. Yeah, you're right. It's. I want to say a BMW for some reason. Ooh, I don't. Well, it might be now. I've asked this question. I didn't look it up. I think it was a Vauxhall Astra uh, from Triple Eight, the coupe, two door, and they ran it for at least Gavin Piper and some <laughs> other privateers. So it wasn't Matt Neal behind the wheel at that, in hmm. that time. Uh, I think he was driving for the Egg team in two thousand two. But yeah, oh yes, of course. And I think so. They ran, they ran it for a couple of years for other privateers, and then two thousand four they took on the whole. Halford sponsorship and the Honda Civic before the Integra in 05. So I've lost the, it was a primary Honda Civic for many years from the good. So, well, kind of. Well, the past few years have been a bit of a struggle. Yeah, yeah. But those specific vehicles are still going to be used, which is the weird part, which we'll touch on later, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. It was also didn't help them that Dan Robottom's contract finished and he left taking Mm -hmm. his Cataclean sponsorship with him, which. His contract was up. If you wanted to keep him, you should have secured him in another contract, which you can't really blame him for moving, can you? No, but also, he's gone to Napa Racing, and I don't know the full ins and outs, but Cataclean is a... You can buy it as a public, but it's also a B2B car care product, let's say. And and Napa is a wholesaler and retailer of uh, car parts. So there might have been, it might have just made more sense to align with that brand because behind the scenes, we mm-hmm. don't know the deals, but it could have been, oh, well, sponsor the car and you get X discount on the product or whatever it might be, right? Yeah, there could have been a lot more to it. A few other omissions from the grid, other than teams. Jason Plato, of course, retired. There was many a rumour swirling in the off-season. There was one drive left to be confirmed up right up to the season launch and I think it was at Will Powell who was confirmed in the last one motorsport seat yeah which I felt sorry for him because <laughs> when it got announced it was like you could see the like the collector <laughs> uh, online yeah. as everyone expected Plato to come out of retirement so it didn't it smell of uh they had someone else signed up and something fell through because <laughs> Powell works for Possibly. the team I think he's like yeah. a commercial manager isn't he or something um I know he had some runs last year for hard, but yeah, I did feel sorry for him. But awkward. I think he's sponsored by Vape Products. Interesting. <laughs> I've just checked as well. Cataclean is available for both Halfords and Napa. So that oh, doesn't help anything. Oh. No. Could have been. Could have just stayed where he was. Mm. As I said, Team Dynamic struggled for a few years there to get a decent car. Though they struggled yeah. ever since we had the move to that, that shapey Civic. A few you've good just years with Dan Camish. Yeah, I've just mm. bought in real life and the brakes squeak like hell. Yes. Which, uh, which the first time it squeaked, it just reminded me of Dan Camish ending up the barrier at the title decider <laughs> as his brakes failed. And I'm like, I'm going to end up in a hedge at some point. Yeah, you, you don't need that. Yeah, exactly. That was the last time they were competitive, though, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, but Shedden first season. Shedden was... I'll, I'll take that back slightly. Shedden was competitive for two seasons in it, but he wasn't championship material mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah uh it did win a race last year i think but it was a the season tailed off as it went on hmm. uh, a man that you tipped quite hotly last year nick was ash and and he hasn't returned for this year yeah i know which is a big shame for me because he was really starting to come into his own i thought by the end of the year i was gonna say the same he had his moments off track and what i mean by that is whenever he broke down had a crash he was very animated at the side of the track wasn't he 
but mm-hmm. very uh, quick, I thought. Yes, I believe he's hoping to be back next year, but then they all say that. Of course, of course. And I, I think he might be in some sort of role with Powermax Racing behind the scenes this year. Mm-hmm. Whether that's driver training with a new lineup or not, I don't know. I can just mention Plato, just quickly. Yeah, he retired. And he said last year, oh, it's my final season. But then he kept saying in interviews, oh, but if there's a deal... <laughs> and then during all the rumours going around, I didn't see a flat-out denial. don't know if either of you two did. No. So it makes you think, doesn't it? Was you know was he tempted? Was he going to be at Dynamics, but then they, they couldn't get enough money together, etc., etc.? We might never know on that. No. No, not, well, not until his uh, book comes out, which I'm sure will be. Oh, I hope there's sorry, another book. Sorry, his fifth book, whatever it is. <laughs> is, is, he, is he writing another book, sorry? I don't know. I'm just oh, saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he probably will do now he's actually officially retired. Yeah, he's got time on his hands. <laughs> he did say he wanted to go do things like Le Mans and all that, but I haven't seen any news of anyone actually no, picking up for those. So maybe later in the year we'll see him pop up here and there. Something to do with the electric cars, maybe? What with the fifth gear recharge stuff? Yeah, but have you noticed on YouTube they do just Plato uh, non electric cars? On the fifth oh, yeah. year YouTube channel, so I'm wondering if they're re-pivot. How can you unpivot? <laughs> U-turn. Yes. Other departures from the series then were Sicily Motorsport. They've left. Aidan Moffat has moved, mm-hmm. and I think the Infinities are gone. Which were yeah, they were a funny car, weren't they? Had a few years with them. Ash obviously won the championship, and and then yeah, uh, last year was a disaster. Felt like without Ashton driving, you know, pushing that team forward, they couldn't get much out of them. I think Dexter Patterson had one good yeah. qualifying session, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it also a... means that, that 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 team's folded effectively as well, right? So Ada Moffat owns the two mm-hmm. TBL licenses, but they had a team. Mm-hmm. I know the sponsor's still active, but that's a team shut down. You've got Team Dynamics on hiatus. I'm assuming they're not employing the mechanics and stuff. And obviously, sisters lost. So you could argue three teams have shut down in off season. Yeah, pretty much. Team Dynamics are going to be supporting another Honda cars during the season. Yes, is what they've said. So there'll but, be some but, work. But yeah, but how many of the staff will that be? Yeah, I think it's just one or two. I think it's Barry Plowman and Matt Neal. Hmm. But we'll find out. Like, uh, well, we're supposed to just say it now that one one motorsports using the Dynamics chassis mm-hmm. and engine from last year. Yeah. So somewhere. There's going to be their Honda Civic FK8s, and they're not in use either, which is a bit odd. Because they'll still be competitive, I think. Yeah, they were older, though, weren't they? Yeah. I think you made a point, Nick, offline that mm. maybe the the Dynamics has got, like, uh, when they're a new build chassis, some extra tweaks in there. Yeah. Some better weight distribution or something. Well, I'm pretty sure um, BTC, as they were, um, got the original uh, chassis from their first season. And then when they were. Yeah. rebuilt for the following seasons that's what they've now got plus they've got the um, as you said the engine the, is it Neil Brown yeah be interesting yeah, they the, the used the, the talk engine last year mm-hmm. yeah which was terrible yeah and real handicapped uh, Josh Cook's title charge all season yeah it seems that way so hopefully with a decent motor in the back of it or the front of it <laughs> um, that he can actually compete this year and not just at Froxton yeah. <laughs> Which we're all going to see once this year. 
because it's bad for Josh Cook. It's terrible for Josh Cook. He's lost two wins out of <laughs> four wins a season. He's yeah. lost two of them. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember last year because there was two visits to Thruxton, wasn't there? But then was it the second visit? He qualified high up and then got. Did he clash with Sutton? And it put him right back to the pack on the opening lap. And then it all weekend. I think he might have won the third race, but mm-hmm. it sort of ruined his weekend a bit there because he could have won two or three races instead of just one. Mm. Well, it's gone. It's been replaced by Donington Grand Prix layout, which I think will be a nice little change of pace. Yeah. Flipping that final chicane, and it's like a. It's two 90 degree turns, basically. And it turns the final chicane and a hairpin, which could be a nice little overtaking place at the end. When was it last used? Oh, 90s, maybe? No, I think it was 2002. Mm-hmm. And Colin Turkerton is the only driver to have been competing then and now, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, that would be. Oh, um, Chilton. Oh, yeah, Chilton. Oh, yeah. Chilton might have been there in 2002. They both started in the same year, I believe, going from my research. <laughs> oh, Whether or not they one. actually raced, uh, both raced at the same track, I don't know. So I don't know yeah, if Chilton true. just did a couple of appearances in that first year. Mm. But uh, it was their final round of that season. I think Thompson won the title in that race. Mm. It's good to see it back, though, even if it's it's not traditionally been a good layout. It's it should, in theory, be two, well, three overtaking opportunities in the extra layout, but they're all yeah. quite quick. I'd prefer to see a different variation of a track than the same track twice. So, correct. Two two Froxtons weren't wasn't the greatest. Mm-mm. No, Still want to see Big Silverstone. I'm going to beat that horse until it's... Yep. Oh, that's pretty inappropriate. I'm going to beat that drum <laughs> until I'm tired. Right. Um, I'm going to... I want to see Big Silverstone. And I, I just want to see it once. And yeah, me it too. Can be, it can be utterly terrible, mm. and then we don't have to ever do it again. I just want to see it the once. In the pandemic, 2020, there was going to be the other small Silverstone, wasn't there? Yeah. And then that's never... For whatever reason, it's not come back as an option. So if it was going to be an option in 2020, I know it's not the same as a big one, but I'm with you that uh, unfortunately, due to the format, there's only ten, there's only nine good tracks in the UK, right, that are good enough yep. or have the right facilities for the BTC. So they've got a they've got a limited choice. But mm. okay, I'm with you there. The big silver sun will be nice. Yeah, but I'll take the big Donington. Yeah, and option tires returning. So Nick, Boo. Oh. yeah, a resident uh, rule follower. Are you gonna are you gonna bring us up to date with what's happening this year? Well, let's just say the option tire it will be back, which I'm sure Tom is delighted about. Uh, yeah, this is the soft tire. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, the option is the soft. Um, last year we had just what was effectively the medium tire, and right. the middle of the range, and the hard tire, which was used at Thruxton only. Which will yes, still be used. specific compound, mm-hmm. isn't it, effectively? Yes, that will still be used at Thruxton this year. Whereas at every other event, you will have the option and the medium. Which has a proper name, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Let's roll with medium. Yeah. Is it prime, they say? An option? <laughs> An option. So, yeah. <laughs> and when I first heard this, I was just thinking, it's another thing where it's another variable... Is it too far? We was very pleased when they got rid of the option tyre. But 
the more I think about it, the more I'm actually pleased it's coming back. Oh. Contentiously. The, the, the lack of success ballast last year didn't normally get quite mixed up weekends, but only having the hybrid as a sort of yes. differentiator didn't have the same effect as the ballast. So mm-hmm. this is probably their way of bringing it back. And I see that two rounds you're going to have to use all three chi- tyres. Yes, that's the, another thing. It's Nerton and Croft. So all three races are going to be completely different then, with different mm-hmm. compounds on each car. That's going to be a bit chaotic. That's too far. But the <laughs> the other thing where you have to use it, how does it work? So you're on the medium, let's say, for a weekend at Alton Park, but in one of the races you have to use the option, is that correct? Yes, it must be used at least once during either race one, two or three. Okay. Um, but unlike previous years, you don't have to specify in advance what race you're going to use it for. Okay. Um, you just so, declare. So it no one in the commentary box will know. Well, they should know by then. But what I mean is, you, you're not going to know okay. half hour before the start of a race. It's declared mm. okay, when right. they leave the pit lane. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't mind that. No, nah. because I think before it was declared like, hours in advance of the races, uh, which did affect a lot of teams when rain was coming and things like that. Because if they'd known that, they could have changed their strategy. So there's a dynamic, I suppose, that we'll have to keep an eye on during race, and hopefully the TV graphics are up to date. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing, isn't it? Round one's normally a pretty shoddy, <laughs> normally falls over, but yes. then for round two, we were quite praiseworthy of it last year, mm-hmm. after like round two, or yeah, the at the start race it was weekend. bad though, wasn't it? Yeah, but after that, it worked pretty much perfectly all mm-hmm. season. Yeah, what didn't work perfectly was the hybrid, because there was a lot of cars that it just continually broke on. And uh, mm. they've got some changes. It's the same system, but they've got some changes how they use it this year. Yes, which I have read, but I still don't fully understand. It's one of those things I think <laughs> we're going to have to wait until a couple of races to get our heads around. But yeah, according to the Gump I've read, it's the, the top seven cars uh, will have reduced hybrid time during qualifying and the races. And the minimum speed has been increased uh, for those top mm. seven. Which I believe was something to do about crossing the finish line and starting other laps. Something to do with uh, stopping that from happening. Oh, okay. So, there's less hybrid deployment. Or more? None? The same? Less. So, the cars outside the top eight, instead of having hybrid all race, mm-hmm. they don't have it for 50% as well this year. Mm-hmm. So, they, they can't just push the button every lap. So, there's a, there's more strategy to, to, to how you can use it this year. Mm-hmm. And... The top seven on the grid having reduced based on their championship position. That's a that's fewer cars, is it? Um, yes, it was ten last year, wasn't it? I think so. It might be might be up to twelve. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a smaller amount of cars, so mm-hmm. that would mean the spread is less. The differences between the cars might be greater. Yeah, it, we'll have to wait and see. As I say, when a few races have gone, because I mean, there's. I mean, you can both see what I put in there, that there's a a little chart explaining it all, which doesn't explain anything. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to wait for David I've listened to. Exactly, yeah. There is. I mean, laps with hybrid uh, on certain tracks to other tracks, how many laps you get is different. Oh, A circuits and B circuits. Yeah, yep. and it just doesn't really make sense on paper. But once we get to see it in action, I think we'll understand it a bit better. So if you're in eighth position in the championship 
mm-hmm. after round one. You can deploy from 115 kilometers an hour, but if you're in third, you have to wait until 135 kilometers an hour before you can press the button. Yes, it seems to be. Interesting. And then the seconds you get per lap is also variable based on your championship position. Uh, but then that changes based on different sorts of circuit. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if you're in first place, you've got maximum speed and you're only allowed to use your hybrid once for one second. That's <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? Exactly. So this is a really, really big change to try and essentially simulate what Bios used to do. I think you're right. You both said this already, that last season, they added in a hybrid element, but weirdly, we got the most purest season, you know, since Ballast was first introduced in yes. or pit stops in 1998. Because if you're on pole, you could probably win the first two races. Mm-hmm. Not not yeah. every time, but you had a better chance than ever to do that. Um, and in the Ballast era, what would happen is you'd get more of a mix of a grid. And what that would mean is there would be more chance for drivers back in the pack to finish on a podium or even win yeah, mm-hmm. or get better results. And I think what might have happened between last year and this year is uh, that has put a squeeze on certain teams to try and get sponsorship mm-hmm. because they can't say, oh, we got a podium last year and we've got potential because, oh, our best result was 10th. Doesn't sound as quite as attractive. Yeah. The, the trophies were handed up to more on the grid in the ballast era. So that might, I'm probably speculating, that might have had an impact on sponsorships and deals behind the scenes to try and get people on board to spend money. It's certainly possible. I mean, that and the highest rate of inflation for 40 years and the IMF predicting that the UK economy will grow slower than Russia's this year, but you know. <laughs> All of that good stuff. But, yeah. you know, as well, it, it would help the title challenge as well because we were knocking. The last few rounds were knocking challengers off pretty quick last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. Whereas, as you say, you go into some end of seasons and they've got like a top eight. Like, who could win it? Realistically, it's never all eight, but you know. Well, 2018 was the one where, I don't know if there was a load of people at the end, but that was a where they went too far with the rules, I mm-hmm. think. Because I think Turkington won the title and he only won one race all year. Yes, yeah. I remember that one. And they had the different tyres, but also, was it 75 kilos of ballast and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in combination... There was almost too much overtaking because mm-hmm. <laughs> you could really tell who's got ballast and who's got the softer tire and blah blah blah. And it just th- listen, all motorsport in this area is contrived, yeah. but it's when you can feel or you can tell or you see through it that you sort of think, ah, oh, that's too far. Yeah, what what you want to see is those races where you know, like, it's not so much that one car starts to come through the pack or whatever. It's where cars are overtaking right. each other and then re-overtaking and that sort of thing. Yeah, you, there's still a chance of defending. Yeah. You might be slightly slower, but you're still you're still not slow enough to just be mm-hmm. driven past. Yeah. What what you ideally want is for whatever ballast system they've got to slow the fastest cars down to make sure they're competitive. Mm-hmm. What you don't want is to completely handicap the guy in front yeah. Yeah. so that he's got absolutely no chance of doing anything. So hopefully this combination of the softer tyre... So I agree with you that you've, you've won me over that, okay, it's interesting to have it back. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure about those two particular rounds where you've got to go crazy with them. Yeah, but I suppose and, we have to wait and see with that. Yeah, exactly. And let's hope it works well with this combination of hybrid, which is more complicated to understand than last year even. Mm-hmm. But again, we see it in action and 
I'm hopeful those tweaks together do provide some more fireworks. Yeah. And I think that will put some of the doubters online... Well, the purists will be more angry than ever, but it'll certainly... There's this movement of, oh, well, it's, it's dying. And I think, you know, all it takes is three three great races to prove that wrong. <laughs> well, Tom Ingram okay. said um, in a recent interview about how he feels last year was the, possibly the purest form of racing that he's seen in the touring cars, but it was also one of the, the least enjoyable. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, that's, that's damning, isn't Not it? Not necessarily for him, he was saying, but for the fans to watch. Yeah, yeah um, I think that's probably he, he true. He said it's it's an entertainment industry more than anything else. So he was pleased to see the tyres back. It's more about entertaining the fans. I suppose the BTCC has been positioned that way now for a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. And as well, there isn't a lot of money in it. So if you, if ITV yeah. started losing viewerships and tracks stopped yeah, yeah. getting the tendencies, it could quite quickly deteriorate and the series could be in trouble. So... That they absolutely do need need to keep us happy. We watch every week and follow everything, but they also need to capture a lot of people who just go to watch mad cars, yeah, <laughs> banging in each other and uh, <laughs> pulling off crazy moves. There, there is a balance I've got to find. I don't envy the people making that decision. Mm. It's very tricky. Okay, yeah, I agree. So, will we go through all the runners and riders for this year? Oh yes. Can I just pick up on one thing, if that's okay? You can. Sure. Isn't there a change to qualifying? There is a top 10 shootout, which is, I think, coming back. There's a top 10 shootout at Donington, Brandsatch, Alton Park, Knockhill, and Silverstone, which I think in the past has been trialled at maybe just Netherton? Um, I think they did not use it at Brandsatch before. No, they might have done it somewhere else as well, but certainly they have done it at Netherton. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go with yes, that. Yes, I believe it was done there in the first season in 2020. Yeah. Um, and then it's been, I seem to remember them doing it at Donington as well. Either last year or the year before, right? So, but it's five five rounds this time. So you get a normal thirty minute session, but then the top ten mm-hmm. have a, another ten minutes. Yes. Now, I think that's quite cool, but I think I would prefer if it was just okay. Top ten get one lap. Yeah. A shootout. I mean, um, that was what happened in the Super Touring years, but I'm actually not referencing that. I'm going to, of course, my favourite the Australian Supercast Championship, <laughs> for certain events has a shootout format where you yeah, half an hour session or whatever it might be. And then top 10 go out one after each other. And it means that, it, I don't know, it's on edge. You've got to put in that one good lap. I quite like that. Yes, I do agree. But at the same time, I think the majority of people who watch the touring cars never watch the qualifying. Yeah, so why change it? I think clear to me that, that the only reason you change that format is to try and get people to watch it. Yeah, and I feel like a, a one-lap showdown would have an extra element of jeopardy that I would definitely watch live. Even if they just showed it like late night ITV on the Saturday, even if they can't show it live or, you know, like an hour before the program on the yeah. Sunday or something. But not just like, because they have like a 30-second roundup of qualifying at the beginning of the program. And that just doesn't really... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? ...cover it. I know we can watch it on the ITV website, which I do. Yes, so do I, if I get a chance. If you get a chance and if you're not free, then they do put it on demand, but it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember now. We discovered it last year of where you can find it. I can't remember it's, where they put it. It's not. It's not easy to find. It's terrible. No, it should. It should be on TV. Really, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it properly, yeah, it should yeah. be on TV. Especially if you're doing a, a t- extra this new format. 
Correct. Or it should be on ITV immediately, and it should also be on the BTC website as soon as it's finished. I've got a better idea, mm. which I don't know if you can recall, they did by accident last year. <laughs> it was on YouTube. Yes. How does it? Was it? They, they put the first Donington qualifying session on YouTube, you know, same day, I think, after it finished live. Mm-hmm. And it got up to like 10, 15, 20,000 views, and it was pulled, and then it never happened again for the rest of the year. Yeah, someone's had a phone call, haven't they? Yeah. But to me, I think, okay, you've got it live just on the ITV website to appease ITV. Then you can put it on YouTube in the evening. And look how popular it was for just qualifying. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The ITV deal's a brilliant thing because you've got two and yeah, on not... TV. Yeah. It just could be better. Mm-hmm. It's extremely it's... restrictive. I saw a lot of tweets about, I don't know if either of you two watched the British GT opener. I didn't, but that was free to air on YouTube. Simultaneously, yeah. it was on Sky F1. Mm-hmm. So that was a model of pay TV and free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the internet seemed to be very enamored with that. Um, but I think that the YouTube element might have just been for the first round. Could be wrong. Just to hook people in. Yeah. Or was it just on Sky for one round? It's one or the other. Um, and I'm f- I'm fully with keeping it on ITV because I love the the broadcast coverage because and that gives more mm-hmm. viewers to the non motorsport fan who watch it on YouTube. That helps the whole sport be bigger and get a bigger audience and get bigger sponsors and bigger teams. So I'm with that. I just same rant as last year. Just wish the highlights were, and the YouTube channel was properly managed, you know, in between mm-hmm. rounds. It's a big opportunity missed, but we'll move on, team by team. Sorry. Plus, ITV4 is now back in HD on Virgin. Oh, yes. So Woo! We can watch in HD this year. It was horrific in the past few years, because <laughs> I can't, you can't actually see the car names on the side. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Right, team by team. We'll run through who's in this year. We've already covered who's out. And we'll start with our defending champion, Tom Ingram, who obviously won last year. He sticks with Bristol Street Motors with Accelerate and the Hyundai i30N. And this year he's joined by Tom Chilton, who I believe was promised a new car, since the one that he's had last year was pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, and he's also joined by season debut for Ronan Pearson and also Nick Halstead, who's got himself full-time drive this year. Um, Nick Halstead did one round in a Hyundai in the past, didn't he? In a, in a Croft? Oh, that's a good and question. And he was, was definitely at the back of the grid doing nothing and then spun out. He definitely had <laughs> um, some goes in a team hard car, didn't he? I couldn't remember him. Ah, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's had three starts in touring cars, which I thought were all team hard. Yeah, he's had a lot of experience, as I said. You said, Tom, I don't think he really did much in those, but um, he's obviously got himself a drive for this year. He's won GT5 amateurs and he's got some TCR experience. So. Well, the one I'm looking forward to is finding out if we're going to continue with Gamble Watch. So I'm just kind of eyeing up people as we go through. Yeah. Uh, if Nick's maybe got a, a, his eye on someone else. So if you do have your eye on someone else, stop us. But at the moment, we'll go I'll through. Watch. Possibly. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm assuming that we're going to go with Gamble Watch, but you can you can stop and let me know. Uh, Ronan Pearson's had some saloon car experience, Cleos and Minis. This will be his debut. He's 21 years old. Tom Chilton, who is feels like he's been around forever and ever and it's almost I always expect so much from him uh, yeah and he, he never delivers and I don't know if that's just the cars he's been in or whatever but if he's got a new car this year that's competitive with, with the one that Ingram's getting I'm looking for some wins from him and some impressive performances 
otherwise why is he still here and i think the team is weaker this year as in terms of the driver lineup um because i think last year they had um, it was ingram and dan lloyd was pretty reasonable and chilton was a good backup and butel was cannon fodder um <laughs> Whereas this year... <laughs> if there was a crash at the back, it was always Jack Patel's yeah. fault. <laughs> but this year, it seems like Ingram's the only person who's going to be getting the wins. Whereas if Chilton can take that step back up to that level, that's going to be a big help. But going on his last two or three seasons, I can't see it happening. This has to be the year where he performs, in my opinion. Or, uh, yeah. I'm with you there. Otherwise, right, see, you know, see you later. Yes. But he's been a great asset. He's helped fund many teams the last few years. Mm-hmm. But in in the past... He he is a great driver. It's just he's been lost at sea for the last few years, I think. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, what's he yeah. been through? Like the Sicily BMW, the BTC Honda, uh, oh, yeah. the shredded wheat Fords. Yeah, which he was good in. So it wasn't too long ago he came third mm-hmm. in the World Touring Car Championship. And then I think he might have come third for, sh- for motor-based shredded wheat. He did, yeah. And then the season after that, <laughs> but the season after that, he did a second year with the shredded wheat Ford and his results were down, but everybody's results are down. I don't know if you remember. I, think, I can't remember what year it was. It was the year the new 3 Series came in, and it was dominant. The last year yeah. Andy Jordan did full-time. So it was very difficult for people to get good results that year. Um, but then after that, lost at sea. So this he's on my list of... When people are saying, oh, there's only four or five contenders, Chilton could be up there mm-hmm. if he gets his act together. And I hope he, hope he does for not just his own wellness and the team, but for the good of the BTCC, it'd be nice to see him back on the podium. There were times last year yeah. where he'd be in like 8th and ninth on race 1 and you think, oh, well, he could build a weekend and then something would go wrong. Yeah. And last year, you, there was no way of recovering. So, um, this is this has got to be the one. I agree. Also, Ronan Pearson is running with, uh, he's under the same team name, but he's got Macklin Motors on the side as opposed to Bristol Street Motors, I believe. Which it could be wrong, but I think that's what they call it up in Scotland, Colin. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael Michael Morris. Yeah, I didn't know I was the same company, but I'm assuming it is because it's got a different name on it, but it's got the same logo behind on his livery. So yeah, must be just the division of the same sponsor, right? Uh, I hear I hear Pierce is actually good. So stepping up to touring cars is a big leap, but he could be one to keep an eye on for some top fifteens, top tens later in the year. Yeah, well, we like to keep our eyes on rookies and that, especially mm-hmm. young drivers. Yeah. Uh, we were watching Dexter Patterson quite closely last year, so we'll definitely keep an eye on Pearson. Tom Ingram, championship fight, we all expect this year. Yeah. I'd imagine. Um, it was pretty impressive last year. I, I remember starting first this episode last year and saying, well, Tom just keep his blooming nose clean and he'll win the title. And I don't really invo- remember him getting involved in too many incidents last year. Uh, he was fairly consistent mm-hmm. whereas previous years he'd have a great race one and then he'd bent aside of someone race two for no reason and it'd just fall apart. Whereas last year he seemed to get that out of his system and I fully expect him to be in the fight this year again. Last year he did one of the he obviously congratulations, he was a champion, a worthy one. He also did the most amazing move. If you watch back that Dan Lloyd Crusade <laughs> and Turkington crash at Alton Park, if you just look at Ingram's car, I do not know how he avoided that accident. Mm. It's instinctive. It's like a cat. It's crazy. Yeah. He's very much taken on the Turkington experience of, uh, as you said, Colin, keep your nose clean. Just pick up the points and see where you end up. You end up with a title. Yeah. You've just reminded me that Crazy is gone. So, uh, yeah. Of, uh, 
Boo. We'll Last to... minute deal fell through, apparently. We'll need to find a new lad in the paddock to, <laughs> <laughs> to back the... Uh... So, on uh, Team BMW then. West Surrey Racing, obviously racing the BMW 330E. Yes. Sorry. The M Sport, which doesn't run the M Sport motor. No. <laughs> I don't, oh, don't yeah. blame them. <laughs> I don't blame them, but yeah, that's a bit strange, isn't it? So, their driver lineup is quite strong. Oh, uh, yeah. As you'd expect. A lot of experience in there. Colin Turkington, who's a four time champion. Stephen Jelly, who's always a, an amongst the points. Mm-hmm. Not a four times champion. No. Four-time winner. And Adam Morgan, four-time winner, yes. And Adam Morgan, who for years I was calling the most unluckiest man on the grid because his Mercedes just kept blowing up. <laughs> um, but he's in the BMW again this year. He's got 11 wins. I wouldn't put him in title contention, but he's one to watch over the weekend because he will pick up wins and he will be involved in some good scraps. And he will lock up his front tyre. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yes. hopefully not. He's, a, he's adapted to that. He's had a couple of years to get used to this BMW now. So now it's run by WSR Direct. Mm-hmm. I was listening to an interview where he said, usually drive the team truck down on a Wednesday. He'd help put up the hospitality on Thursday and Friday. Then he'd have to do the racing, then pack it all down. and drive. This year, he just turns up with the helmet. So um, <laughs> let's see if that gives him some... <laughs> That's not a point to laugh at. Uh, the sniggering at the back. Oh, <laughs> turns up, polishes his helmet, jumps in the car. All good. Yeah, uh, so it, uh, here's my second one. Chilton and Morgan are the ones, along with Aaron Taylor-Smith, which we'll come to, they've got to step it up this year for the good of the series and hope it hopefully it does. They've got the potential to do it. They've proven that they can do it. So Yes, but it will be interesting to see if Morgan can become can finish ahead of Jelly. Because mm. really, he should do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting because he's always been the team leader as Morgan, whereas now he's not. Yeah, that's a good point. So he has less responsibilities, but... Yeah, will that be freeing or will that be something that holds him back? Because for some reason, I've never been a fan of Adam Morgan and I can't even tell you why. I don't... He's a good driver. <laughs> just something about him I've never sort of hooked onto. You're a gingerist. No, Josh <laughs> Cook's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, have I, you seen his haircut this year, though? What's going on with I that? I have not. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> So it's Stephen Jelly. What do we expect from Stephen Jelly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the usual. A podium. There we go. Yeah. yeah. He'll be there and thereabouts mm-hmm. most weekends. He, he's done some good rear gun action in the past for Turkington. I pretty much expect a bit more of that. But mm-hmm. Colin, I expect to be back amongst the fight this year again at the front. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Consistent. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like the runners and riders for the actual title this year will be the same as last year. But yes. I'm really hoping that someone can make a step up and you know someone you wouldn't expect to try and fit, to try and challenge. Me too. The guys that that's, the front. Mm-hmm. that's what we're saying all along. Like we've got the usual suspects: your Ingrams, your Sutton. Well, I was going to say Camish's, but on last year's evidence. But you know, <laughs> yeah. hopefully Camish and Turkington. Let's get some other ones in there as well. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Toyota Gazoo racing who are lining up with Rory Butcher again this year, who I didn't realise was 36. In my head, he's, a, he's mid-20s for some reason. Yeah. I think he had a long-established career before entering BTCC. Yes, he was quite late to it, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. 
Former Independence champion, Jack Sears Trophy winner, won 10 races. He's joined, surprisingly, by Ricky Collard. Yes. Who <laughs> yeah. We all expected had jacked it at the end of last season and was gone and retired. Yeah. Um, he must have been promised a new car. He must have found some money. He Something's got him back in the motor, yeah. but he's back with two again this year. Could be one of those where I've retired, I'm out three weeks later. Oh, no, I actually quite like racing. Mm. You never know. <laughs> exactly. So he's back. I'm excited to see him back. Um, I think he underperformed last year, but was starting to come good by the end of the year. Um, and I think he could be a challenger to Butcher in terms of uh, getting the points in if he gets the consistency. I hope so. It's tricky to go to front-wheel drive, mm. I felt, for him last year. And he had this issue, it turns out he's got this old karting injury in his hand, which meant he couldn't really press the hybrid button well. <laughs> That's not ideal. So they adapted that halfway through the season, I think, to have a... He's got a different cyst button to everyone else ah. like, on the grid. He might even have a paddle, could be wrong there. And that his form certainly upticked from there, mm. but I think he still was unlucky towards the end of the year. He's another one that could, could be up there for Windsor if, he's, if it goes the right way. I hope so. Yeah, we big. We bigged him up a lot last year, and he, he never really, he never really got to what we expected. Mm-hmm. Didn't click, did which it? Which was a shame. It didn't. So fingers crossed this year, and he's joined by Nick's favourite, George Gamble, Gamble Watch, from last year. Still running my number. That's one of the good reasons. Still running your number. <laughs> but Smelt Watch in year one for everyone that's listening, we're getting eye on Sam Smelt all year, and he did absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, the only picture I took of the race weekend I was at Knock Hill was of Sam Smelt's car because uh, yep. I felt we had to. Uh, we replaced that with Gamble Watch last year. We, we kept an eye on George Gamble. What a race. And it, or two. It turned out he was actually yeah. pretty good. He won a race. Oh. Um, he's a former GT Geneta Challenge winner, Geneta Junior winner. He's 26. Um, if you Google his name, there'll be some interesting newspaper articles about him from... Uh, He's off track driving. We don't mention that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't mention that. Um, but I actually performed pretty well last year. I was relatively impressed. No, I was. I think he might struggle this year early on because he's in front wheel drive. Mm. And I'm not sure how much experience he has in front wheel drive. And it's just going to take a while to adapt, I think, to the level of Butcher and Collard. But I'd expect him to be third out of those three to start with at least and then challenge him later on. The BTCC is such that you don't just jump in and do well. Mm-hmm. And his results were spotty, but I think he had a couple of car, at least two or three car breakdowns as well. Uh, yeah. But he through that, he shone, I thought, and was a good shout, so well done, Nick. Mm. But you're right, front-wheel drive this time. And there's a couple of things with the car I'd like to point out as well. Obviously, they've got a new engine this year, haven't they? Oh, yes, they do. I think that's key. So someone else who's yes. also jettisoning the... Toku unit and they've got a Neil Brown unit which there's confusion as to which Toyota engine it's actually based from I don't know if either of you have looked at this I, I did see something about it I know people were saying there isn't one and then there is one and that it's basically what was it the BMW or something yeah. engine that's rebranded yeah. Yeah. what no one knows for sure no no sure well I think the fact that there's not been said at the minute suggests that it might be that BMW unit but mm. um, which is a master stroke if so Fair play. But hopefully someone clarifies that as the season goes on. I'd, I'd go up to Christian Dick and ask him straight away if we were there as journalists. But anyway. Um, 
Yeah, Alan, uh, you're, you're going to get an email from me at some point for a press pass, and <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. it's not I'm hoping it's not met with a lawsuit or anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice if it was granted, if you could. Yeah, I think just to clarify on that, so there isn't a car by Toyota. There's only one car sold in the UK by Toyota that is a two-litre turbo engine, mm. which is the Supra, which is a joint venture with BMW. So that two-litre in that car is a BMW engine, the same BMW engine that's in the WSR 330e. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone looked at that in other markets, there are two-litre turbos by Toyota. So it's one or the other. It's either an import engine or yeah. it's a BMW engine that sold it as a Toyota. Which is clever, really clever to do that because that engine's uh, known to be very good. Uh, but what I really liked as well mm. about the launch of this team was, you know, it was in the Toyota factory where they make the Corollas in the UK. And the car's got the livery of the official works colours. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that all those three drivers are getting paid $2 million each or whatever. They clearly all bring back in and they've got deals and stuff. But it's still really good that Toyota as a company, is supporting and willing to use this team for their marketing efforts. Yeah, it was interesting, the fact that it was launched as a team, wasn't it? It wasn't, exactly. oh, we've got this driver, and then two weeks later, we got this yeah. driver. It was all announced as one thing, one event. These are our three drivers. This With videos, interviews, mm-hmm. all in the in the factory, putting the sticker on the car and stuff. Yeah, really nicely done. And the same with um, yeah, Team BMW. They did a launch... Uh, event live stream at the BMW UK head office with Morgan Jelly and Turkiton and Paul O'Neill hosting it and they pulled off the wraps of the and stuff so it might not be bad. people sometimes only take it their nose bent out of shape and it might not be these halcyon time the problem with the 90s is it was not for profit it was a complete waste of money in many ways it was amazing but you'll never see that before or since and so it's still good that in this era there is still manufacturer involvement of some sort from at least Toyota and BMW, I think. Rant over. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> Agreed. Rory Butcher, I'm hoping he'll take a, a step forward this year. He's uh, He gets involved in a lot of incidents. I'm hoping he, he yeah. gets that out of his system a lot bit this year. As close as you can get to Gordon Shedden. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose family. Yeah. So it's, was it brother-in-law or something? Something like that. I think so, yeah. Brother-in-law. Yeah, brother-in-law. So at least there is something in the family still there this year. He always comes on strong at the second half of the year, by which point that's too late. It is too late, yeah, exactly. So Power Max Racing are also back this year, sponsored by Car Store, and they are running the Vauxhall Astros again. They are lining up with another rookie, and Andrew Watson, who has not got much experience for the looks of it. But he's some GT experience. I think he's raced in WEC, hasn't he? And you've noted here, most importantly, managed by Mark Blondell. Yeah, which to me is a big reason that he's there. Um, yeah, there's not much to be said about him really so far. It's just um, wait and see how well he does. But I'm not expecting a great deal from him. But then sometimes these drivers are the ones that suddenly appear out of nowhere and do well. Hmm. Well, he's got some podiums in his class at WEC, so uh-huh. he's, got, he's got some experience where he's, he's done well, but yeah, we've not really seen much of him in the UK. There's not much on him for here, so he's a bit of an unknown, isn't he? Hmm. Yeah, well, I think we were talking earlier about um, the young Scottish lad who named escapes me, Ronan Pearson. <laughs> Pearson? Yeah, as yep. 
as uh, you know, potential talent. Watch him. You know, he's inexperienced, but he's he's rapid. Whereas um, Bundell's lad is, I don't know. It's hard to find stuff and see where that talent comes from. To be honest. Mm-hmm. No, we're just gonna have to watch him because yeah, yeah as you, you say, never know. We don't, we don't know much about him. What's online about him is fairly fairly brief, so we'll need to keep an eye on him. Joined by Aaron Taylor Smith, who I'm shocked is only thirty three. Because yeah, again, that is it feels like it feels like he's been around forever, <laughs> and he's another one who's funny. I always expect him. To, he's he's won races before. I always expect him to be further up, but he's had a mm-hmm. string of seasons. And whether it's the cars that's not been there for him, or whether it's his performance, he's just not been as high up as I was expecting. You know, remember he was in the team with uh, way back when with Plato and Turkington, wasn't he? It was yeah. fifteen, and then after that, after that, he's not really been, he's not really delivered on what what I thought he would. Yeah, in his early career, he fell out with Plato quite badly, didn't he? But mm-hmm. he did win races and show potential. And then you're right, it sort of faded off. I think he had some time away. He did, yeah. He was away for a couple of years. Yeah, and then COVID as well. He also had a year with Dan Lloyd, and I think. Josh Cook came back in to replace one of them. In the MG, the last year it was in like the MG colours, red and white. Mm-hmm. When it wasn't yeah. really Triple Eight, it was uh, Ron Scott's team running it out of their farm. <laughs> yeah. And the cars weren't so straight, apparently, or they weren't so well maintained, and the, the form really dipped. And then yes, from um... there, he's in Team Hard, which I think this is an interesting move because there were times when Hand... And Crusade showed potential last year in the Astra, but you wouldn't say that that was a front-running vehicle, I don't think. No, but it was definitely a midfield yeah. runner, you know, capable of points and things like that, whereas some of the cars didn't feel like they were capable of points. Yeah. I think last year, apart from Bobby Thompson's occasional superlative mm-hmm. standout results, the, the hard car was probably... You'd probably go, oh, well, I'll have the Astra over that Cupra, please. Mm-hmm. But in the off-season, the Hard has recruited Kevin Berry. Uh, the Toker engine from M Sports got some developments on it. They've been to Catsby Tunnel to do some aero work. And so it might be the wrong move at the wrong time here. I still feel like the hard. Well, we're covering, covering Power Max, but I still feel the hard cars are going to all be equal. Well, yes, apparently that one that was destroyed with, was it Glingedia behind the wheel? is still one of them that's in use. <laughs> yeah. But they're also building some new ones. So, mm-hmm. Well, they have know. to. They've got 28 cars on the grid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, maybe, yeah, they're running a lot of cars, and so that's going to be tricky, and we don't know the quality of the parts and et cetera. But I do think Kevin Berry, as a technical director, is, um, that's a coup. He's taken Colin Turkerton to championships for WSR. He also worked on that Subaru Livorg when it first came into the championship. Uh, when it was unbeatable and they had to sort of peg it back. And even just as recently uh, in the WTCR, I think he won the... He was the engineer for Jan Erlesche, who was the champion, I think, back-to-back. So, he's the man, but you're right. The rest of the team's going to live up to it. I just think Taylor Smith... 
I don't know. You never know. You never know what deals offered, right? But it could it could be a time of oh well. What if the Coopers are now actually better than the Astros? And they finished their lineup with another rookie and Mikey Doble, who is my one to watch for this year. Oh really? Mm. Why? Well, just in my research of him, I, I, the fact that he won two championships in the same weekend last year. Yeah, which I thought it was very interesting. Uh, into, You're not useless if you can do that. Yeah. Uh, he won the GT5 Ginettas. Um, I'm not sure which way this worked around, but he won that at Silverstone and then had to go down the road to Donington the following day and then won the BMW Compact Cup. Which is a series I'd like to try one day. Yes. <laughs> when we're 40-odd and we've managed to save <laughs> up the 10 grand needed to race the season and you don't need to spend it on a house, mm-hmm. I'll probably do that. <laughs> yeah, he's also... Um, got racing in the family but then again so does Jane Edwards um, <laughs> so I don't know I just got a good feeling about him I think he's going to do well I think Aaron Taylor can I go back to Aaron Taylor Smith and just say that I hope he's feeling okay because on the BTCC website his, <laughs> his profile picture he's either seriously seriously ill or half his head is black and white it could be either <laughs> now I'm going to have to so. look <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna hear clicking of mice here as well. Yeah, apologies for that. I'll go to look and find them. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's not a bright picture, is it? To be fair, none so, of them are great. <laughs> yeah, no, but why I mean, is he half black and white? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not the best picture, is it? It's okay when you click on it and see the big one. Oh, is it? So it's just it's like the compressed version. Suddenly, the colors went funny. Anyway, yeah, Aaron Taylor Smith. So yeah, two rookies we'll keep an eye on. BTC Racing are rebranded for the year. They're now One Motorsport with Starline Racing, and they're going to be headed up by Aidan Moffat and Josh Cook. Are probably going to be their two lead drivers for this year. Jack's here, trophy winner. Josh Cook, eighteen wins, should be a title contender. Assuming the engine they've got bolted in that this year is half decent. Aaron Moffat's had an up and down BTC career. He's had seasons where he's been absolutely nowhere, and he's had yeah. seasons where he's been competitive and got wins. So, I remember he switched one year to the Infinity to try and test it for the year in advance. Mm-hmm. Spent spent weeks driving at the back, and then it got to end season, and they binned it anyway and started again. <laughs> so it's completely useless for him. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see how well Aiden does switching to the to the Honda Civic. Yeah, he's, he's similar to how um, Adam Morgan is. He's no longer in his own family-run team. Is that going to be a f- something that's going to free him up, take the pressure off? I've got nothing to say about Aiden Moffat. I don't care either way. Is that, <laughs> is that a bit hard? <laughs> I was wondering when someone was going to jump into that silence and it's just like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> I care. He's a Scot- fellow Scotsman. He's from the wrong side of the fourth. So that's a negative for him against <laughs> me. But um, I, I want him to do well. I think uh, he's got speed. It's just, it's just, he's so up and down. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he was once, I think, didn't he have the record for being youngest British touring car driver? He might have taken it away from Chilton at one point. Well, he's only 26, and his debut season was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So, I think he was at Knockhill in an old Chevy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When he was 16, I guess. 
Um, it just needs to learn how to use the whole track and not just drive around the inside <laughs> of it. Yeah. He went through this period of dangerous rejoins, which I think is <laughs> beyond him. Now he does the extreme Tom Bodman defense. Um, I just don't... I've never seen anything that makes you go, oh, he's got... He, he can be a champion one day. And I feel like when he's won... Oh, it's going to sound harsh, but it's always been in an era when there was crazy ballast and different tie compounds and stuff like that. But actually, I'll take that back. When he was teammate to Sutton, he did have some incredible races in that affinity when it was on form, didn't he? Didn't he just once smash it like Croft and beat everybody? Somewhere like that. There was one race where he was just untouchable for some reason. Yeah. Okay, so take it. So he has a chance. All right. I'll just. Move on to Josh Cook then. Yeah. Well, to, for me, Josh Cook should be the team leader there. He's got the experience. He's got the the wins. And yeah, is he finally going to put together a championship challenge? This has got. I've said it three times already. This podcast, at least, but this has got to be the year. It I would just be disappointing if he didn't. I'm just concerned as I don't think they've had as much testing as other teams. And. I know the easy critique of the BTCC is, oh, they're all spec cars, but they're not. There's there's differences. And this is a different chassis with maybe potentially a different setup philosophy, a different engine, which I know technically on paper it might have the same power and torque figures, but how it's delivered is different. You need to test all that stuff. And so I know they have done some, but I think other teams are better prepared in that respect. And you kind of need that. rounds might be tricky. Yeah, I think so. And they are joined by Will Powell. The most disappointing announcement ever. <laughs> Which I feel, uh, as I said earlier, I felt sorry for him. Because uh, he's announced his drive. Everyone was expecting some, some fireworks here. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Josh Cook. And, well, Nick and I will keep an eye on Ian Moffat there. Yeah, so I will then we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll then go on to Team Hard. Who are RE Dot Beverages and Bartercard with Team Hard this year? They have Dexter Patterson moving to the Cooper and Jade Edwards. Jade Edwards, all three previous shows we've done in this, we've said we hope she takes a step and starts scoring points consistently. And it's not happened yet. So I really like the Cooper, by the way, just as a looker. So mm-hmm. I'm very hopeful that they've actually bolted the bits together this year that will actually make it competitive in the points. Kevin Berry, he's so, the man. I do have, I do have, I've got, not expectations, I've got optimism that the team hard is going to be good. And I think that, well, Jade Edwards hasn't got Michael Kreese to put in the roof this year, so <laughs> hopefully. I just loved it, that was like the last shot of the season with oh. suddenly Michael Kreese <laughs> on the roof and you're like, how did that happen? And you see the replay and you go, oh, that's how that ah. happened. <laughs> but yeah. As I say, I hope Jed Edwards does get in the points this year because she's mm. shown that she's plenty punch enough. She'll, she's fought with all the guys that were down there at that point. She's fought with Sheridan and everyone. It's just not. When you say fought, you mean enough. wiped out? There's been a few of that, but there's been a few as well that weren't her fault. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, she gives it back as hard as she gets. To, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah. there. To be and fair, goes, I... goes too far a few times. Yeah, like yeah. the one in Sheridan at Silverstone and things like that. But that's why that's, I like that she's fighting. Same. You know, you want those guys, uh, girls down at the bottom of the, the grid to be fighting to get in the points. You don't want them just to be driving around doing nothing to do. Yeah, no, I've given her a hard time over the years, 
But um, yeah, I do like the way she races. It's just, yeah, there's just not enough progression. In that yeah, era, last year was say. regression, I thought. And that was disappointing. Whereas yeah. Dexter... Mm. Now, he could be one to watch, but like, uh, is this the right car? Yeah. I know, I feel like he's probably suffered by the Infinity leaving. Because it would have been really good for him to have two seasons in the same car. Yes, I think so. There were races last year where he performed well. Mm-hmm. Well, well the Infinity... experience. Yeah, the Infinity form was down last year massively. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there were times when he was beating Moffat and you could argue that he shouldn't be, really, because Moffat had a couple of seasons in that car and many years in the BTC rank. Mm-hmm. And then he qualified really well at the last round of season, but I think it punted off on the last one, lap one, didn't he? With some margin yeah. And he's still only a teenager. Yeah. So I was impressed by him. Not, you know, no podiums or anything, but that still doesn't mean you can't be impressive. But <laughs> yeah, now then a switch to hard on the Leon. <clears throat> tricky. It's tricky, I think. More team hards as well. Nick, how many team hards have we got? Uh, officially six, but it feels like there's about 20. <laughs> Is it what you worked at the percentage? Uh, 22.22%. <laughs> nice. Many, many other twos at the end of that, but I can't be bothered to say them all. Yeah. So the other the other team hard outfit, uh, all bright direct with Miller Oils, and that is Bobby Thompson, who again we talk about a lot, and also Dan Lloyd, who. I hope he's I hope he's paid up his uh, crash damage from last year. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He was raising a lot of money, as we all remember, to pay for that crash that he had at Oaten Park, was it? Um, where yes, it was. Yeah. Which, by the way, still was his fault. Um, where he smashed out and oh, completely yeah. wrecked the car. Um, but he done well to get the money back so he could finish the season. And again, he's a guy who, the weekend after his massive crash, just dominated the weekend. So yeah. he's got he's got amazing pace on his day, and then the next weekend he's nowhere. So, I'm again I'm a bit nervous about the switch to the Coopers, as you guys mm-hmm. probably are, but um I think he's got good pace, and there's every chance that in the right car he could be somewhere near the somewhere near the podiums most weeks. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think he actually underperformed last year. Um, I think he should have been closer to Ingram on more occasions because I think he's quick enough. And him and Bobby Thompson should be the uh, stars of the, the team hard lineup. Which one's going to be quicker, though? Because I think well, they're quite Bobby evenly Thompson, matched. Yeah, Bobby Thompson was Jack Sears winner last year. Got put him. Oh. Mm. And as this says, uh, he was in the was in the Ford last year. Or was he in this? No, he was in this, yeah. Uh, no, he was in he this. This is his second year in this. Yeah, so... Before that, he was famous for being in the uh, Croft potato field. <laughs> yes. Barrel rolling. That's that's what I was... There was I don't know why Ford was in my head. Yeah, but that, that's what was That was what was in my head. It was Audi, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I remember that. That was bright. No, it wasn't Brown. Sorry, Bobby. You got, <laughs> got injured in that, didn't it? It, it wasn't Brown. It I did apologize. Injured, I think, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. I apologize. That wasn't Brown. Okay, I'll take that back. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a close one. I'd probably pick Dan Lloyd 
because he's shown he's got race and pace. But I do recommend watching his YouTube channel. DLR yes, TV, is, it? is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some good videos recently where yeah, he was up in Cumbria at M Sport doing some engine testing, and then um, at this tunnel, this Catsby tunnel, which I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it's mad. Yes, I saw the video. The, the wheel spin through yeah. that tunnel was just hilarious. What happens if you crash in there? That's what I want to know. Like, James <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> have to run down the, the tunnel for ages to get to you. Yeah. That's crazy. What I love is it, though, that apparently there was a secret. This is based on a secret one by one of the American teams. Oh. Ah, right. Which was used for IndyCab. It might have been the car. IndyCar split. And I'm getting it wrong. Oh, and I'm like one of those people who are American on podcasts that don't really know what they're talking about on this. <laughs> Colin sends me a meme. But there was an American sing- open wheeler team like a Penske or a Rahal Letterman or one of those bigger ones who allegedly had a, had a tunnel like this that was secret. Dan Weldon drove down and stuff like this. Uh, and there were some incidents within it, apparently. And then it was does it exist? Is it outlawed? I'll find a link and we'll discuss it another time. But anyway, there's a legal one you can go to that Napa went to last year, I think. And then now Team Hard has gone to it because it gives you... Also, Team Hard went to the wind tunnel, but then they can like correlate that and double-check that in this in this tunnel. They stick sensors on the car and stuff. Hmm. It's just one of those sort of skunk works projects. I like it. I'm going Bobby Thompson to answer the question. Good man. Wizard Tools with MB Motorsport, uh, the other Western racing car running the BMW is, of course, Jake Hill, who had a, well, I would say it was a breakout season last year, and he's mm-hmm. fighting for the championship. I was very impressed. He won the Wingfoot Award, of course. Woo! Yes, he did. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a great bit in the a- behind the scenes documentary about BTCC. I don't know if you've watched it. I can't remember what it's called now. We're going to win. Don't we? I don't know, whatever. It's on their YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to win the Wingfoot. Yeah, no, no, and uh, at the end of the year, where Jake Hill wins the Wingfoot or something. And I can't recall what happened, but his dad's very excited about it. And then there's a shot of <laughs> Colin Turkington just looking completely nonplussed that he didn't yeah, win it. Yeah. All right, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's money in it for them, so. No. Nice wee trophy, I suppose. But I, I did think win it's it. his first trophy. Yeah. Him. So. Well. I've not got any trophies, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, good point. I've got an inflatable 5k medal hanging next to me, which uh, I don't think is up to the same level. <laughs> yeah. You run a 5k oh. and there's 10 bouncy castles along the way, so... Oh, is that what... Oh, right, okay. I thought the medal yeah. was inflatable. No, 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 no. <laughs> the bouncy castles were inflatable. Which, uh, yeah. Inflatable medal. Very good. Right, so Jake Hill, title fight, we all agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is he the favourite? It's not. Not for me, but he's, he's going to be the top three. Yeah. I thought he was quite unlucky last season, not to not to get over the line, but I was really impressed. Very mm-hmm. impressed. Well. Spectacular, wasn't it? I think he had the fastest car all year. It was uh, his... Racecraft and temperament at times let him down a bit. Yeah. He also provided one of the best battles of the year, which I think was against Sutton at Knockhill. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
phenomenal. And I, I ended with Sutton basically pushing him into the pit lane end, which was very naughty and nothing happened for it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that weekend typifies his season. Because I think, that, wasn't he leading one of the races and he bounced over the curb a bit wrong and went and then lost several places? Yeah. Um, so that's the sort of stuff that needs to be ironed out. Yeah, if, if he can take a leaf out of uh, Turkington and Ingram's book over the last few years, I think he stands a very good chance of winning it. Also, the fact that Laser Tools is sponsoring. Is... Uh, yeah, he's going to be called Moffat so many times in the first race, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's indicative yeah. of the consolidation that's happened over the winter for the series, right? Mm-hmm. Where teams yeah. and drivers have all sort of shrunk down and, oh, well, Adam Morgan didn't have a team, but he's taken some of his sponsors to... WSR and George Gamble's taking some of his sponsors to Toyota and Matt Blundell's stolen Aiden Moffitt's sponsor <laughs> after stealing Nicola Ham- Nicholas Hamilton's sponsor the year before that. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it's weird just seeing a, a laser tools car that's not got Aiden Moffitt driving it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Good chance of being the podium though, Laser Tools this year. So they'll be happy with mm-hmm. that. Right, our penultimate team. I think it's the strongest driver line up on the grid. It's uh, quite impressive. Napa Racing UK with the motor base Ford. Dan Camish, Dan Robottom, Sam Osborne, and the triple champion, Ash Sutton. Now, that's a lineup. Well, three quarters. Three of them are. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Dan Camish was pretty awful last year, where we all bigged him up. Big time. But I think mm-hmm. he'd, he'd had a year out. He had to readjust. Yeah, he, I also think... He won Ash... the Porsche Championship when he was out. Exactly. So... Well, that's true, fair enough. So All he right. was still... Reverse. He still did well. <laughs> but, okay, he's up against yeah. Ash Sutton, who is the best in the world ever, in my opinion. So. <laughs> Ash is going to be favourite for me for the title this year. Probably. I, I would go between him and Ingram all the time, depending on when, when I get asked. But... Camish and Robottom have shown that they can win races. They can be competitive in the right car. So whether they can get up to the level that Ash is in this Ford. Because if they do, you could have three drivers there at the top of the fighting for race wins for the one team. Or am I being overly optimistic about Camish and Robottom here? Possibly about Robottom, I think. I think Camish can beat Sutton on his day. But overall, Ash is a better driver, I believe. But not by much. And I think Robottom is not much further behind on his day. But he's not quite got the consistency of Kamish or Sutton. So for me, he would be the third best of those. We all talk about Josh Cook being the king of Thruxton, but Dan Robottom has the the move of Thruxton, which is around the outside at the final chicane. Yeah, Robottom's won a race. You can't, you know, on merit. So his first season in the, the... yeah. Civic was good. His second season was poor, but yeah. he's done interviews since saying that the car was rubbish. Which, yes, who knows? Sheridan wasn't as competitive that year either. So, very true. I, I, and now Josh Cook's got it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> which makes me quite. You know, it's a weird. I still think it's a bit odd that they've done that, but fine. There must be some reasons behind the scenes. Yeah, that's a very strong lineup. I'd say, um, and Sam Osborne. <laughs> Yeah, Sam Osborne's a weird one though because like he was good in Clio's, wasn't he? And then has done nothing in British touring cars. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, he's always in the, the bottom of the points. He's always around 
Yeah, but he's never it's even just... got a good reverse good draw from memory. No. Yeah, I can't even describe it. He's just always there, but never at the front. <laughs> but Pete Osborne, his dad, has done amazing things for the championship. So having mm. Sam Osborne on the grid is is an asset. You know, we, we wouldn't have this Napa-backed team Oh yeah, with heavily developed motor-based cars. You know, motor-based won a team's championship last year, if you think about it, which is mad. So, yeah, phenomenal. Thank you very much, the Osbournes. But it would be nice if Sam was better this year. It's going to be weird. Ash kind of struggled with it last year, didn't he? Kind of getting it how he wants, because as we've seen in the previous mm-hmm. cars, they like some being really soft yeah. and bouncy. And it's uh, there was times last year where he struggled to get the focus and that area, how he likes it. It's got quite savage tyre wear as well, I think. I've had good testing this year as well. He said he's very happy with the car, which they say every year, but he actually has had a proper pre-season testing, which they didn't really get last year. Yeah, and just to go back to the point of Kamish, yeah, it's easy, yeah, that's not judging from last year, What it's the other years, mm-hmm. so he's definitely a title contender in my book. Without that brake failure, he'd be a champion. Was that a Croft? Yeah. Oh, no, you mean Brand Satch. Brand Satch with the Honda? Yes, Brand sorry. Uh-huh. He, he was in position to be champion until his brakes failed. So Also, last year, he did have a terrible start to the year. So from mm. the halfway point on, he was always just supporting Sutton. Yeah. Which he did really well. Well, kind of. He made some <laughs> mistakes. Was it Brands and Silverstone? I was a bit like, oh. But, yeah, you're right. To give up positions, to give up points, is and to, mm-hmm. in theory, help out your team... Uh, teammate with setup and stuff is yeah, a portable, laudable, laudable. Move on. Both. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got another two team car, team card, but they have team hard. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to, we're, get, we're getting out of energy here. <laughs> we're longer than expected. Ugh. We're flagging. Team hard. Last team hards uh, are the goal fix with auto aid breakdown, uh, which is Nicholas Hamilton and Jack Butel who round out the grid. Yeah. Anyway, that concludes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not much to say. As I, I just loved it last year. Every time they cut to a crash, the, the back of the grid, the commentators mm. just went, "Oh, it must be Betelis involved." <laughs> uh, even if, even if it wasn't, it was just, yeah. oh, it'll be, be Betel. Like, that definitely happened at Brands Hatch Grand Prix last year, and it and yeah. it wasn't him. <laughs> it wasn't. Him. I feel sorry for him. It's like he it didn't even. It wasn't even involved. You just blaming him. So, but I remember at Silverstone, yeah. he was getting into the side of everybody. Mm. Some his fault, some not. So, I mean, yeah. again, feisty. He definitely improved last year, even if it wasn't quite good enough. So, let's see how it happens this year. Could be a surprise, you never know. Yeah, I could. I imagine he's going to be nearer the back of the grid than anything else. Um, Nick Hamilton's a weird one because you can't help but admire what he does with the car. Mm. Yeah, incredible. But he he just doesn't quite have that pace, and um, he has been. I've seen he's got 117 starts to his name now. Wow. Yeah. He's an experienced touring car driver. Did he get points last year either? No. I think he's no, almost think scored so. points once. But what what was good about four, three, four years ago is you had a, a gaggle of cars at the back mm-hmm. who were always fighting. Yes. And yes. unfortunately, you had Andy Neat in the middle of them. <laughs> so they often ended up with a disaster but mm-hmm. you had a fight at the back and it, you got to see them on TV the sponsors got coverage they got coverage on TV and it was entertaining whereas last year I feel like everyone outside the points nothing happened really mm. 
you didn't get that same fight. It felt like everyone was kind of disconnected, so you didn't really see Edwards fight with, you know, the guys that she would know. Well, twenty twenty one, it was Baldley, Osborne, Smelt, Battelle, Edwards, Parfit Junior, Jack Mitchell, Nick Hamilton, and Denise. Correct, yeah. and they were always battling, and there was always incident, but at least you saw them actually racing. Whereas last year, the only time they cut to the back is if there was a crash. There wasn't ever a, a mm. proper fight. So, again, I'm hoping we get a bit of that back this year. Well, it'd be a bit harsh to suspect uh, who those drivers would be, but I think I think there's yeah. three or four. Yeah. Or maybe but, five, but up I've, to five I've, this year, actually, that could be together. So, if, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? I hmm. felt a bit sorry for some of them, but like Nick Hamilton, most weekends, was just driving on his own. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, 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 the, that part of the field got so spread there wasn't really any fights which I, I didn't really like so that rounds out all the drivers who's got the best livery we're getting any judgement and prediction oh Ooh. best livery uh, Jake Hill oh but is it yeah, the Napa I'm, I don't know for me it's the Napa or the um, team BMW cars yeah mm-hmm. I do like the BMW this year with the but once again I haven't seen them on TV and that's when you really Make your decision, I suppose. Yeah, I quite like the one motorsport one this year with the grey foot. I tell you what's interesting about that—it's got package written all over the back of it. Is it? And <laughs> for those who don't know, I used to work for a company that I did—I did used to do the marketing uh-huh. for that company. Um, so it's got package written on the at Moffitt's car, like on the rear three-quarter panel, and I haven't seen a picture from the back. But in the mock-ups they released, it's on the the boot as mm. well. Hmm. Now that is a brake company. Right. Now all the brakes on the BTCC cars are not packaged, are they? They're, they're, are they AP racing, I think? It's like a common part. So I do think that's a bit of a weird tie-up, to be honest. That's probably a reason why you never see Brembo sponsoring anyone. Yeah. Uh, but that team is sponsored by Starline, which is something to do with Eurocar parts. And Eurocar Packet is the number one seller brake brand at Eurocar parts. So it's some B2B deal, I think, there. Plus, they love a bit of hospitality because I used to work for their hospitality and motorsport events. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, odd. Yeah, don't know why. I just brought back the memories. But I still prefer the Napa <laughs> and the... Oh, yeah, the Laser 2 one does look good. I, I just don't like it for some reason. I don't, I don't think it suits the BMW, but I think that's just me. I think oh, I'm so used enough. to seeing it on the Infinity that it just looks odd on a different It makes car. it look like an Infinity, weirdly. Mm. But that's just by association, I think. Bring back Ginsters. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bring that gangsters. At least we won't get Jake Hill talking about his his, his rocket car. Oh yeah, that was in every <laughs> other interview, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So, so he doesn't start going on about laser guided. That's what we hope he doesn't have to go to. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my prediction ahead. for the season. <laughs> oh, what did Matt Jackson used to say all the time? Oh, kick up a gear. Remember that <laughs> for airwaves. Yeah. Oh, dear. He would always say it. Okay, Matt Jackson was, we really was kicked the king up of the um, throwing us sponsors. He <laughs> was, he was. I miss Matt Jackson. <laughs> it works, it works, because I remember the <laughs> airwaves. Sorry, Collie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Started shouting. It worked, because I remembered the slogan of a chewing gum. <laughs> True. <laughs> so all these sponsors, they need to say to their drivers, <clears throat> do a Matt Jackson can I ask about the Jack Sears trophy now? Yeah. The thing with... Yeah. <laughs> right. Who, who's your pick, Jack Sears? 
as I've bigged him up, I'm going to have to go with Mikey Doble. Uh, I am going to go for Sutton. Young Scotsman, Ronan Pearson. I'm assuming he's Scottish since you said it earlier. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to go for him. Uh, I'm going to go for... Oh, well, hang on a minute. I need to write this down. Hang on a minute. Hang yeah, on a minute. come on, Tom. Jack Sears. So, Colin, you went for... Pearson. Pearson. Uh, Nick went for Doble, Doble, what's he called, sorry? Doble, Doble, I don't know. <laughs> Doble. <laughs> we'll go for Doble, Doble, Doble watch. Um, oh, I've got to be different. I'm going to go Patterson then. Who are we watching this year, Nick? Are we continuing Gamble Watch or are we switching? Ooh. Gamble Watch was a success. It was. A- and so- I'm going to be keeping an eye on Mikey Doble. Double watch. Done. Yeah. We're on double watch. Mm. Double watch. I feel like it needs to be someone who's uh, kind of an up-and-comer and Gamble's already proved himself. Yeah. Double watch. <laughs> double watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, learn. If you ever listen to this, right, we will learn your name when the commentator says it the first time. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's all about David Anderson. We'll roll with him. If- if it is Dobby, we apologise and you will be known as Dobby going forward, but it mm. reads as Doble. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, I have no idea. Doble Watch is, is here this year. Then we've got... Well, who's going to win Who's going to win the Manufacturers, the Teams Championship? Well, hang on a minute. Manufacturers or Teams? That's two separate things. Mm. Let's go Teams. Oh, whoever's got the longest. <laughs> Napa. I'm going with mm. Re Beverages and Barter Card and Team Hard. <laughs> Okay, you're on your own there. Yeah, yeah. Taking it seriously. Uh, it's got to really be BMW or Napa, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think so. Or possibly Toyota, but I don't know. I'd, I'd say Napa. Two for Napa and one for... Two for Napa. Whatever that is. Yeah. Re-beverage basket. I don't know. I've never heard of that. I just hope it's not in a rich energy. Mm. Yeah. You ever watched a video of that guy trying to drift a car and then he posted it online? Oh, the funniest. <laughs> Why would you even post that? <laughs> just a man with a beard driving in a circle. Yeah. So, right, right, big one. Drivers. It's really difficult. In my opinion, it's... I'm, I'm saying Hill or Sutton and not Ingram. Ooh. Or Turkington. It's so easy to forget about Turkington. And he's a class act. He wants to go for that record fifth title. Uh, but I'm saying Hill. I still can't really decide it. For me, um, it's the same two. Hill or Sutton. Um, I don't want to say Ash Sutton. Just because it's quite a predictable answer. But I really feel it's his year again. Alright, I'm writing it down. I'm locking it in. <laughs> what game show is it where you're locking answers? I don't know. Oh, Who wants to be a millionaire? That's final. No, that's final answer. Final isn't it? answer. Yeah. Walk it in. Is that the chase? Is it the chase? It might be the Possibly. chase. Did you see the boy win seventy five grand in the chase? I asked you this on Monday. You haven't. No. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. There's a twenty year old lad won seventy five grand on his own last week. Have either of you yeah. seen Chase the Case? <laughs> no. What? If you're ever ill off work, it's on during the day. Sounds like something you do okay. in an airport. It's on BBC, and it's some stupid thing with a suitcase, and you, I don't know. But the questions are so dumbed down, I can actually answer them. 
<laughs> ah, recommend it. Great. Makes you feel really clever. Yeah. As for like tipping point. Yeah, tipping point oh, is God. the same. They're ridiculous. <laughs> things, man. Tipping point is for the thickest of the thick, and I feel great. <laughs> I've got a great idea, lads. We'll make a giant coin <laughs> 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 machine. Oh dear. Oh dear me. Anyway, Colin, who's gonna win the title? Yeah. I went for Ingram last year. I'm gonna stick with him again. Oh, Ooh. My gut says Sutton, but I'll go with Ingram. I think it's nice that there's a. It's a, not an easy thing. It's a conundrum, mm-hmm. and that Turkington's an underdog now. Apparently, yeah, yeah, we all forgot about him. Yeah, that's our predictions. I guess any more predictions to make? Yeah, Wingfoot Award winner. Wingfoot Award winner. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, um, that's Jake uh, again. I'm going to Turkington. Ah, Turkington. Yeah, Tuffington. Oh yeah. Good to When's Plato going to complain about the straight line speed? Yeah, we're still going to do that. <laughs> Let me just fill this in. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick's going to. It'll be fill... it'll be tweeting. So yeah. Will they part of, be part of the TV coverage? Do you think? Probably not. Oh, they, they couldn't. They, they couldn't afford them. No. <laughs> Plato speed mode. Yeah, I'm good going on it. But... Round three, Snetterton for me. Ooh, quite far. Yeah. Long straight. So. I'm, I'm going to go round to Donington Park. <laughs> He'll moan about it at some point. Nick? Um, Alton Park. Alton. Ooh. That is lit. Yep. Which is uh, well, yeah, to put him on season Twitter alerts now just to. <laughs> <laughs> has he unblocked you? <laughs> no, he's never blocked me. That was, that oh, was, was, uh, that? was Matt Neal, wasn't it? Is that Matt Neal the box? <laughs> oh dear. Hi Matt. Um, there is always one other prediction right. we usually do, but um, you didn't want to swear on this one. Indy? Race one? Oh, what was... Uh, biggest house. <laughs> oh yeah, the biggest uh, of the year, yeah. The yeah. alternative oh, that was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was great when... Uh, you had Plato and you had Neat on the grid. Yeah, you said you were guaranteed. You were guaranteed something. Like who? 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 Could, mm, there isn't really a big character like that now anymore, is there? Who's going to be the the biggest idiot? I think <laughs> that the, 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 the series. <laughs> it's good that the series hasn't got a Plato and a Neil in some respects anymore because the, really the series has long moved on past that, and they've sort of overshadowed in their mediocrity their latter seasons some of the real talent. Just because they're the main focus and they've got the biggest social media following all this just but I do miss the fact that there's no big key rivalry, is there at the minute? Or people mm. who are very outspoken, everyone's a bit polished. Aaron Taylor Smith. <laughs> okay, yeah, that he's is probably random, but we'll go with that. I've written it just down. Just from uh, previous years when he especially when he was with Plato and he got a good moan on. <laughs> well, I'm thinking for on track driving. Like who's got revenge on someone? Like who's who's been that person? And the only person that comes to mind is Jade Edwards. Yeah, right? Cause she <laughs> she Edwards. she has got revenge on a couple of people <laughs> in the past. So, but she's not got the off track stuff mm. that like a Plato had. So it's hard this year. So I'll, 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 I'll put Edwards I'll down. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one this year. Bring back Andy. Do we think there'll be any guest drivers this year since we're short? I would we, love. We, we always talk about it and it never happens like a guest entry. 
I'd love it, but the, the economics behind it are tricky, aren't they? Yeah, because I would have said there's a possibility that one of the Dynamics cars could come in mid-season, but the fact they don't really even have the cars anymore yeah, kind of knackers that. The BTC's got some spare old, old Dynamics cars, haven't they, somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of Infinities going cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, who else would have a car to, to, to run? Well, Team Hard own several cars. I'm not talking about this year, but they are. No, they've got Mercs yeah. and the One Series, is it? Oh, yeah. I can't remember now what they've got. They own a lot of older touring cars, don't they? They're probably not up to snuff, though, are they? Oh, no. Perm- yeah, it's hard as well with a hybrid. It's not like you can just knock up a car and rock up. Well, there is that um, test bed car, isn't there, floating about? Or two test bed cars. They could probably be bought up to scratch. Oh, one Series and a Corolla, yeah. Hmm. I suspect it's probably an old BTC car. It's probably, if there is anything, that that's the only one that's left to, to use, right? But yeah, it, it would be good. I mean, was it? I think the Genettas, uh, one year, had like a guest driver every round. They had a car that was just for a, a guest driver. Yeah, but that would be funded by Genetta to get PR from it. Yes, it? it would have to it's be. It's more a... like who's going to fund. I mean, remember when PowerMax, was it in 2020, had a different driver every weekend? That was fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I don't think we're going to have any of that this year. In Australian no, supercars, you've got wild card entries, but the economics of that series is so wildly above BTCC, I think, in terms of still attracting sponsors. I mean, they're such still an oil-based com- country, Australia is, that it can just go to any random oil manufacturer and get a sponsor for the weekend. It's mad. Uh, I've, I've oversimplified it a lot, whereas I don't think you get that for BTCC. <laughs> no. Uh, but you know, it'd be nice if Plato came back for a, a final fling, or you get some drivers from overseas in to do a few rounds. But I think we're daydreaming a bit there. Yeah, it's been a while since there's been a uh, non-UK and Ireland-based driver, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't remember when it would have been. Uh, twenty seventeen. Which was the year when uh, that Swedish guy? Drove yeah, across. that's the guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, Dennis. I want to say Lindstrom, but I feel like I've made that up. Yeah, it wasn't Lindstrom, but we'll roll with that. I'll yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, he drove for <laughs> Maximum Motorsport, didn't he? It would be nice to... But, you know, that's the way of the world at the minute. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have, quote-unquote, foreign drivers, does it, to have a good year, so... No. It just would be nice. And we're all, we're all excited. I'm excited. Great year I'm excited. Turn cars all kicks off this weekend from the Donington Park circuit, National Circuit which is a, a nice one to start at. Mm-hmm. It's normally a bit chaotic. Yes. It's like an ice rink. So. Simply sausages at one point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Donington. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you, get, you, get some, you get some glamorous sponsors in the UK, don't you? So, yeah. We're kicking off this weekend, Donington. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Crunchy carrots. All looking forward to it. Crunchy carrots. <laughs> shout out. You'll never hear it, but shout out to Crunchy carrots. Mm. My favourite um, marketing agency in Falkirk. <laughs> Mine as well. But by the way, it are, was uh, but... Dennis Strandberg. Strandberg. Oh, we got the first name right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will you guys be attending any races this year? I'm hoping to. It depends on quite a few situations at the moment. And I'm hoping to be at that same one. <laughs> mm. Yes. We'll try and arrange. Transport one is tricky. Yes, I'm hoping that. I'll... I can uh, I can do it right. I might be able to drive. Is the idea? Oh wow! Well, just Ooh. fire up the helicopter. Well, yeah, there is that. 
don't know why we didn't think about that earlier. Get the jetpack exactly. out of the shed. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you've got a light source, haven't you? Well, we'll discuss off air, but that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's a, a bit of a topic at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we won't go into details. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure if you search next thing back in the the newspaper article history, you'll find something. <laughs> then. Next to George uh, Campbell's. Oh, he's been, if he's been exactly, <laughs> if he's been, been that clever, but yeah, good be enjoyable season. Thank you all for joining us. Apologies, this is a bit long, but as a season preview, got all the detail to get through, and uh, hope you all enjoy it this year. We'll be back next week with a review with Donington Park, and then after that, we'll be back with Formula One as F1 goes to Baku for whatever crazy qualifying format they've decided by then. I'm still not 100% sure what they're doing. Everyone will have Uh, car upgrades. That's the main thing, I think. Yes, that's going to be interesting. Very interesting. So, we'll see you all then. Any more for you guys before we wrap up? Just want to apologise for rambling and going on for so long. And and being a bit cynical, but I think everyone hopefully can tell that we're really... It's a cliche, but we are genuinely passionate about the BTCC. Nick? Yeah. No, no, I second that. <laughs> Good. Okay, thank you all. Uh, if you like this, subscribe. You'll get all the episodes every week. If you don't like it, subscribe. Tell your friends. <laughs> leave a good review. If you don't like it, let us know on Twitter and we'll try and fix it. So, thank you all again and we'll see you next week for the Round 1 Review Show. Goodbye. Thank you. See you later.